We're sitting here having a really interesting uh, conversation, getting ready to go on the air and do this podcast. And we're talking about vacations. It's vacation time right now. I'm sitting down with Pastor Jordan Canastracy and Pastor Carrie Stewart, both of the Gateway San Jose campus staff and part of our executive team. Carrie, you just got back from a um, little family trip, and we were we, we got talking about vacations and some of those vacations which are busy. Um, this is not the topic, by the way. It's just interesting. <laughs> those vacations which are busy and crowded and lots of people, and then those solitude vacations. What is your ideal? What is your dream vacation? Ideal vacation. Design it. Wow, um, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I think for me. Um, getting away out of my normal day-to-day grind. So if it's going to the snow, if it's going to the beach, it's it's somewhere away from the scenery I'm used to seeing. But it's also not being in charge. It's, yeah. I don't right. have to carry anything. I don't have to make anything happen. And every leader said, amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's restful to me. Yeah. If I don't have a schedule and whatever happens, I eat what I want to eat, I go where I want to go, to me, that is refreshing. It's it's fun watching yeah. other people make decisions, isn't it? Oh, it's great. I don't care if we have pizza or eat Chinese. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> Go get it if you want it. <laughs> yeah. A break from decision-making? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Decision-making just takes up so much emotional bandwidth. <laughs> it's like crazy. It's like I even hate... I hate choosing what to eat, too. <laughs> Like it's got, you know what I mean? And April's always like, what do you want to eat? Unless you really want something. And I'm like, what do you want? (laughs) She's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, let's go here. And she's like, nah, I don't want to Well, we did that that disc training, you know, that personality temperament training, you know, years back. And it's like, you can be one temperament or personality at work and another one at home. And Mm -hmm. that really is, is true at home. Or on vacation, for example, you don't want to make decisions yet because at work, you have to make decisions. It's mm-hmm. nothing but decisions and, and a lot of times high high stake uh, decisions. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I think rest, you know, I had a very interesting conversation with a leader recently and we were talking about hiring new leaders and getting connected to new leaders that you don't know and you know, that whole thing, building networks and stuff like that. And I said, well, where do you start when you're vetting a leader? Say you get a letter and somebody wants you to speak or they want to be a part of your organization or this or that. How do you vet? And it was so interesting because he said, we start with rest. Mm. Because he said, most leaders, you can tell a lot about them by where they are on the issue of, of rest. Yeah. Do they mm. take time with their spouse? Do they, because a lot, you know, for a lot of leaders, um, the culture is commitment, you know, high commitment, right? Mm. charge, you know, Mm. pay the price, sacrifice. And we know that that side of ministry is real. But as we come into these summer months and, and people are faced with the opportunity, maybe take a little time off. You know, it's smart to think about putting some effort into planning what is it that really refills your tank. Famous book by Wayne Cordero. Um, I'm losing the, the title, but he burnt out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and he talks about how, <clears throat> you know, we're all like tanks mm-hmm. and certain things fill us and certain things drain us. Right. So Leading on Empty. Leading on Empty. That's the name of the book. Leading on highly, Empty. That's right. Highly recommend that for every 
every leader. He mm-hmm. found himself completely broken down because all he was doing, everything he was doing was draining his mm-hmm. tank and he didn't understand how to refill his uh, tank. And it, just because we were just, just before we came into the podcast, we were talking about Winston Churchill who who made a, an interesting point about rest. It's not just stopping doing stuff. You have to do stuff that refills you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Change the subject and do so. So, for example, if, you, if you're if ex- you exhausted and you go lay down in a dark room all day, that's not resting because your mind is going to be spinning even though you don't, you're not around people and mm-hmm. you're in darkness and yeah. all of that. Your mind is still going. What mm-hmm. you've got to do is engage yourself in something completely different and that's that's really a secret to resting. Are you good at resting? Am I good at resting? I think I'm getting better as I'm as I'm getting older. Um, I'm learning that rest doesn't just happen. <laughs> I have to now plan rest, um, and that's something that that you taught me. You know that you have to plan for rest. Trouble finds you. Yeah in an unscheduled way. Right. But you mm-hmm. got to plan for fun. Yeah, and if you don't plan it at, at this stage in life, you know, with with responsibilities and with family um and outside of work trying to take care of, you know, your home and trying to take care of all, all the all the craziness. Um yeah, if you don't plan rest at that level, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, we were talking in April, I think one of you said <clears throat> By setting the date, you actually give yourself a goal, and it, it helps you through the hard time. So I'm, yeah, you have you know, something to look forward to. I got in three weeks, I'm going to be here. In six weeks, I'm going to be mm-hmm. here. So you got those little, yeah, right. Okay, I can make it through a 12, 14 hour workday three time, you know, three days this week. Yeah, because I know that X Y Z is coming. It's coming. I didn't. I don't think I was. I don't think I've always been good at resting because I, I um, never thought of myself as like stressed out well you sleep a lot at your desk right? <laughs> that's true <laughs> a little <laughs> micro vacations i call them the truth comes out yeah i just didn't know um i didn't i didn't ever think that i got stressed out which was dangerous because i absolutely did mm-hmm. and so because i didn't think i got stressed out i didn't plan i didn't right. plan to rest mm-hmm. and um it was actually it was actually a couple of years ago again you you uh, pointed something out to me uh, because I remember there's a, a point where I was actually going through quite a bit in my life and a lot of personal stuff, a lot of like relational stuff. Um, and but I just didn't register. I didn't feel stressed out, you know, and but I was like gaining weight. And I tried to switch up my diet and I tried like exercise and it just wasn't, nothing was happening. And I think I, I was talking to you and I said, I, I don't know what's happening, but I'm gaining all this weight. And I, you know, um, and you said to me, you're stressed. And I said, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think I am. And you said, no, you, yeah, you are. You're going through this. You're going through this. You're going through this. Um, anybody would be stressed. Right. Anybody would be stressed going through all those things. Um, and that's probably one of the things that's going on. And uh, and what I was doing was I was just kind of like putting my, putting my head down and like plowing through all those things. And 
even though I didn't feel stressed, it, it presented itself in other ways, mm-hmm. you know? So I had to learn how, you know, I may not be someone who like feels stressed out a lot, but that doesn't mean, <laughs> doesn't mean I'm not stressed. It comes in different ways. You know, I get like something in my neck. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, right. like, so I just there learning, are red, there learning. are red lights on the dashboard. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, if you learn to, if you learn to see them for mm-hmm. some people, it's you start forgetting things, mm-hmm. start forgetting your keys, forgetting your wallet. You're always yeah. doing that. You're, you're overtired, you right. know, and you think, well, I'm just forgetful. No, you're stressed out. You're exhausted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't think straight. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the trap too is we forget that God, actually gave us a Sabbath, a command to take the seventh day. Totally. You know? Oh, my gosh. I got to a point like you where I thought, well, I don't know that I you know, need that. I, I need to get this job done, so mm-hmm. I'll work on that day off and whatever. And I thought I was being brave and I thought I was being you know, a good soldier. But God started reminding me, why, why would I be above what God has, <laughs> what God has told yeah. us to do? There's a reason. He, he created our bodies to be able to work for six days, but we have to rest. We have mm-hmm. to recharge by the seventh day. You don't have it in you to continue going on in that way. We weren't created like that. Yeah. So I, I had to like take that in as truth. It doesn't matter what I'm feeling. God, God told me His word is above mine. So yeah. But when I started doing that, taking a real Sabbath, I mean, like, you know, we talked about sometimes Sabbath isn't sitting on your bed and doing nothing. Just you know, mm-hmm. that's not restful to most of us. But it's shifting what kind of work you're doing. So if you're always thinking and making decisions and strategic and answering emails, whatever it is. Get yourself out of that element. Go do something else. So even yard work for me was restful because it was a different kind of it was a different kind of work. Yeah. And I found myself or recharged. maybe binge watching Netflix. I mean, I mean you yard know, work that or... does happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. There are there are times, you know. But yeah. I'm just saying, Tuesday comes and I thought, right. man, I'm I do feel better. Feel yeah. better, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't sit and sleep all day Monday, <laughs> but I feel better. So God. God knew what he was talking about, you know. We just do, have to listen. Do you have th- do you have like indicators that you know you're stressed? You like how do you recognize that you're stressed? Like how does that present itself for you? I you know when you said forgetting things, I feel like sometimes I that is me. I am mm. ru- running around, I can't find my keys. I'm not actually a forgetful person. I usually have all my stuff together. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm running back in for the keys or the jacket or the you know. It's like brain overload. It's I can't, it's you yeah. can't get one more thing in there. Right. It's, that's right. what it is for me. Yeah. Is that you too, Dad? Uh, you... That can happen. Also, I I monitor my irritability, you know. Mm. Um, <laughs> As yeah. does your wife. I, I, yeah. I mean, you know, when you're in a relationship, which Kathy informs me, we're in a relationship. Um, you know, yeah, that you, you can. And you can self-monitor. You can even feel it. Even before you might say something you're not supposed to say, you can you can feel it. You know, mm-hmm. I was kind of joking around with our campus pastors the other day because I said leaders have this leaders have the idea that they're surrounded by idiots. Okay, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of a, a leadership thing. Like nobody moves fast enough, nobody's you know, committed, you know, nobody's you know, what what are they doing? What what why is this taking so long? Nobody cares as much as I care. Right. I'm the only that's the missionary mindset, right? Nobody nobody cares like I do. And and so you can get, if you're not careful, you can slip into those lazy uh mental but the 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 thing that turns that around is gratitude. When mm. you can be grateful for your day, grateful for 
gratitude really releases rest. You yeah. Know? When you're grateful for That's the true. people around you and you say, these aren't idiots. These are amazing <laughs> people. You know, this yeah. is so I, I tend to find myself when I'm short and pinched and feeling frustrated, I'll usually mm-hmm. realize, OK, I'm tired. I'm because this is not me, mm-hmm. you know. Getting I'm usually a, getting grateful. an insight into some of the conversations that he has with himself. <laughs> it's very uplifting. It's okay, like, well, as long as, we're te- as long as we're, you know, as long as we're telling stories like that, yeah. I say I have my inner voice. I have certain things I say to myself. One of them is, "Don't be a jerk." Yeah. Mm. You know, if, especially if I'm tired and I'm heading into maybe a tense conversation or a situation I'd really rather not deal with, mm-hmm. or. Or whatever, I'll just tell myself, <laughs> don't be an idiot, yeah. you know, because it really, even just that makes you realize if I'm negative and I think people are whatever, and I've got all these attitudes because I'm tired, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then I communicate yeah. that, mm-hmm. boy, it takes a long time to undo mm-hmm. communicating to someone that you you don't approve of them or you're not confident in them. That takes a long time yeah. to to pull that back. And leadership is really about inspiring people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You right. know, and you don't inspire somebody by pointing out the mm-hmm. things they're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. You don't inspire them by proving them wrong mm-hmm. or or saying my idea is better than than your idea. That's not inspiring. Right. Yeah. Right. It's easy and rather lazy to sit back and take shots at what's happening. <clears throat> what's harder is to get out in front of people with a with a great idea right. and draw them draw them to that and that mm-hmm. and that doing that takes energy mm-hmm. yeah it does and that and yeah. it'll wear you out so you've got to you've got to rest as a yeah. leader my <laughs> my inner my inner voice that I have to say to myself on a on a regular basis is okay that's enough talking. <laughs> <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> I'll be. That's that's. I mean, it's it sounds funny. That's a very sincere but thing that, yeah. that I say to myself in meetings. We'll be in a meeting and we'll be talking about something, and then I have to, I get to a point and I go, okay, I'm done talking. <laughs> you mean you, because you've taken up enough of the of the air in the room? Well, or? I think you know sometimes sometimes uh, we can be in meetings and it's like. And it's like a subject gets brought up and I I am not a, you know, I'm not a passive person. I have plenty of thoughts. So, you know, um, and different people are like every, everybody else, they take time to think about what they're going to say. (laughs) So a question will be asked and then there will be a moment of silence. And I'm like, you feel obligated to, and I'm like, okay, well then I'll just share what I'm, I'll just share my thoughts. (laughs) And sometimes, you know, I just have to, I have to tell myself, okay, I have shared my thought. Right. That's enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I was just thinking about that. Uh, the thing I tell myself, which I actually did today, was that people are more important than what I have to do. Hmm. Uh, because I get running and, you know, yeah. an interruption Task oriented feels like an interruption, yeah. you know. Totally. And, but right. it's like, man, God... <laughs> God puts people on our path, you know, and if yeah. I'm too busy, if I'm ever too busy to stop and see how someone's doing or, you know, welcome an interruption, then there's a problem. You know, I'm in the wrong business, you know. Um, so I have to remind myself of that. Yeah. You know, I got to make that phone call, but I want to get stuff done. You know, totally. I'd rather get stuff done. 
But then I make that phone call and I realize, man, God was there. He was in it. He's yeah. touching this person. I could have missed out on that, you know? 100%. So I can't be too busy for people. It's my MO. It's what I can, I can get in that rut, you know? But, but that balancing that <clears throat> might be part of what exhausts us as mm-hmm. leaders because we mm-hmm. still, at the end of the day, we do want to do what we've got to get done. Of and course. we are trying to caretake. Mm-hmm. We're trying to take care, you know, of people mm-hmm. and take care of ourselves. And I... It, isn't self-care, and we're talking about resting, isn't self-care a priority if you're really going to be there for other people? Oh, yeah. The Shunammite said in Song of Solomon, um, I've cared for everyone else's vineyards, but my own I've forsaken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can end up, uh, I don't know, I think that, <clears throat> I think it's really important, especially maybe this time of the year where people are resting and maybe looking to have a little fun, maybe to, to, to say it's okay to do that, that mm-hmm. it's important to do that, mm-hmm. uh, that it's a part of um, staying healthy emotionally. You know, we, we could talk about COVID, everybody has, and we've all got thoughts about all that. But part of the problem with that was it was just that unrelenting stress. There was nowhere to go to escape the stress. Yeah. Especially as leaders, uh, how do I fix this? You're trying to reinvent. You're 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 trying to build an airplane as you fly, and not lose any passengers. I mean, it it, yeah. it was yeah, uh, a very challenging. And I talk to a lot of tired leaders, leaders mm-hmm. that are running on empty, mm-hmm. and they you got to know what fills you, and you got to know mm-hmm. what drains you, and you have to give yourself permission to do something different. Uh, take care of yourself. Get a little yard work in. Maybe Netflix. Binge w- binge watch. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what's needed. Some days, you know, it's just. Yeah. I'm not saying do it a lot, but yeah. but you, there's got to be some margins in there. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, it's really true. You you can tell a lot about a leader by where they're mm-hmm. at on the subject of rest. Mm-hmm. Rest less is one indication of demonic oppression. Whoa. Restlessness. Wow. Mm. The, the gathering demoniac, day and night, he cried out, hmm. cutting himself. Mm-hmm. Wow. There was no rest. Mm-hmm. And when Jesus spoke about evil spirits, he talked about how restless they were <clears throat> yeah. and how they were seeking a place to, to go. So... To me, a, a, a unrested leader is an oppressed leader, and and you've got to really. To me, that if you if you're not resting, you better fix your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you right. better fix it. You better mm-hmm. fix your schedules. Fix your because you do want to be fresh, right, Carrie? You mm-hmm. want to be fresh enough to take somebody that's yeah. not in your schedule, and mm-hmm. you want to have that energy. Yeah. Um, and if you're always yeah. on fumes, a, a lot of leaders are. Yeah, and it's a misperception that Jesus calls us to run on fumes. That's not it's that's that high not commitment true. culture. Yeah, you know? everything gotta, is about yeah. Yeah, it's like the suffering for Jesus. I gotta you know keep spinning my wheels, but that's not what Jesus tells us to do. You know, and I think about even the aspect of having a good team around you. If you're doing it all, there might be a problem with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the Jethro principle, <laughs> right, you know, exactly. Moses was doing it all and he says, this is not sustainable. You're going to burn yeah, out. Right. Yeah. So if you think it's all on you, 
that might be a misperception. We might need to reevaluate, you know, God gives us a team. And so you need to lean on your team so that you don't burn out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a control issue there, right? Totally. There's a control issue. If you, you're trying to do everything yourself (laughs) and you're not resting, you know, it's like, you got to trust in God. You got to. At a certain I point, think that's why God yeah. makes us rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really goes to our trust. Mm-hmm. That's right. It, it really goes to who's in control. Right. And, and you're not making it happen. That's right. The Israel, <laughs> the it's Israelites, a reminder. The Israelites <laughs> in the manor, right? Just take one day. just enough one day. for this one day. Yep. Don't try to because <clears throat> tomorrow I want you to rely on me again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He never gives you enough to store up so you feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like not in the Bay Area. today, not, yeah, not in the area. <laughs> I don't know where this conversation started, but we started, I don't know, somehow this word got into my vocabulary. I can't even remember where it was, but it was, it was earner. Don't be an earner. Yeah. Hmm. And that just, that has stayed with me for weeks and weeks because it is so easy as a leader to feel like you can earn it. Hmm. Like performance. Have, Performance. Yeah. performance. I don't relate so much to performance because I I would, you know, I would much rather not be on a stage than mm-hmm. be on a stage. Mm-hmm. It stresses me out to be in front of a crowd, to be honest. It, 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 people would not believe that. <clears throat> I'm at ease with it. I've accepted it. But it's not it's not the thing that refreshes me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It drains me to be in front of an audience. So for me, performance is mm-hmm. not a temptation as much but earning is that that word fits okay i want to prove my worth i want to earn this i want to do a good job uh and all of that and and you can it's funny you can get into that position with the lord you can get into that position with your family and at some point you've got to stop earning it and realize it's yours mm-hmm. if you're a child of god right. you're not working for it anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> you're yeah. already a son you're already a daughter so what am yeah. i i remember the lord told me one time uh what are you trying to prove? If I approve of you, you have nothing to prove. Yeah. Right. And it's funny because we all, you know, even mm-hmm. Paul said, make proof of your ministry. Maybe one of the reasons why leaders get tired is that they're they're trying to earn it all just mm-hmm. constantly. You could be doing this for decades and you're still trying to earn, you know, respect and earn mm-hmm. the right to lead and all that. We understand that that's got to be there. You can't, it's, it's not handed to you, but at the same time, you can exhaust yourself mm-hmm. trying to prove that you're worthy or prove that you're somebody that should be followed or prove that, you know, right. you deserve an office or, <laughs> or yeah. whatever, and you're exhausted in that. Don't be an earner, I think. Yeah, I think that hmm. makes me think of who are we trying to please. Mm-hmm. If it's everyone around us, you're never going to stop trying right. to perform or earn right but when you know it's for the audience of one i'm not here to impress anybody mm-hmm. but god if god knows i'm giving my best my best was good enough yeah doesn't matter what anyone says right. and that sometimes we have to walk through that season where maybe you're not getting the approval right of people around you you know right. and that's on purpose god will starve that out of you yeah, because if totally. you're if you're addicted to approval <clears throat> you'll do anything to get mm-hmm. that approval mm-hmm. and you're not useful to God if if you're seeking the approval of mm-hmm. people because sometimes yeah. you're going to have to say we're not going to do that. Right. Yeah. And it might make the room real quiet. But mm-hmm. if it's something that God showed you 
it's not going to happen or you're going to do or, or whatever. So we're going to go this way and everybody wants to go that way. You got to be a Moses at times. You got to be yeah. a Jesus at times. You got to be a prophet at sometimes and say, that's not what the Lord's saying to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I remember when I first became um, the youth director, me and April put over the youth group. And that was my first kind of real big role in leadership like that. I had always been a support player, you know, um, like like not the guy, just the guy, you know, that's helping the guy. Um, but when I got into that role, and I think probably a lot of leaders um, have to have to go through this, I really felt like the part of the success of the youth group was based on my likability and people people approving of me. Mm-hmm. So if I had a low attendance night, I felt like that was a reflection on, a, a, yeah. on how, you You just know, got a grade. Right, exactly. Um, and if I had a high attendance night, well, then that, that means mm-hmm. that people like me and they, and, you know, these students, they approve of, you know, the job I'm doing and they think like whatever. And it's like, uh, you know, that can lead to a lot of... Um, that could lead to a lot of exhaustion because then it's like, you know, I have to go out there and I have to earn the approval of every single person, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I'm constantly like working for working for the approval of man and uh, totally letting go of the whole like God is the one who builds his church type of mm-hmm. thing, you know. And uh, I, I'm thankful that through that, through that, uh, process of, of working in the youth group, that was really beat out of me, you know. It is. Youth ministry will beat a lot of things out of you. <laughs> I, I think heard. just, All I pride. think it's a good, it's a good proving ground, really. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think any, <laughs> any start in, in like where you're, where you're trying to gather people and, you know, um, and build something, it just, you know, probably some people carry it with them for their whole ministry career or, or their whole leadership well, career. Definitely, definitely. Um, but I'm really glad that for some reason, for some reason, something clicked in me, just that revelation of like... It's a uh, good lesson yeah, early on. Yeah. COVID really showed us that if you're in the numbers game, you're in the wrong game. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. everybody <laughs> got creamed. The best of the best communicators and preachers... Yeah. And teachers in America, the people that we consider the the superstars, the rock stars, <clears throat> even yeah. they got creamed by COVID. Mm-hmm. So, that, you know, if you're addicted to that number thing or that approval thing, something's always big enough to knock that out. Mm-hmm. And then you're what? Are you worthless? Totally. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that's the that's the feeling. Right. That's mm-hmm. the feeling. And I'll tell you what, man, there's nothing like there's nothing like being in front of a group of teenagers. And you're preaching the message of your life. <laughs> you're looking out, and half of them are on their phone. <laughs> right. And the other half aren't there. Yeah. 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 Right. The other half are like there for the cute girl. Or yeah. I've been saying to, I've been saying to leaders for six or eight months. It's been. I've repeated it often. This isn't your fault. Yeah. Totally. And. You can feel that land mm-hmm. with because, you know, the fact that half the church is gone or the fact that your leaders are gone or the fact that people are tired or mm-hmm. 
the fact that things aren't going the way you wish they were going right now may not be your fault. Mm-hmm. It might be environmental. It might be the it might be the ocean that we're all swimming in mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. So let yourself, you know. The other thought is <clears throat> when you're succeeding, this isn't your doing. <laughs> yeah. Right. You right. didn't do this. Mm-hmm. You know. Why would people write checks to a church? I can't make that happen. No. I can't make people give sacrificially. Mm-mm. I can't I can't make people pray. You can announce a prayer meeting, but you can't. You can't force them to show up. You can't force mm-hmm. people to come to right. prayer. Right. So you really learn to say, I think maybe part of being a rested leader is not taking too much of the blame when it's going wrong and not taking too much of the credit mm-hmm. right. when it's going well, mm-hmm. because God is always working. He never stops working, and, and he will not work maybe on your schedule. He might be doing something deep in your winter to push your roots down into the mm-hmm. ground, and you're looking saying, well, I don't see any fruit, and I don't see any, any leaves, I don't see any growth. What you don't see is that in that winter season, those roots are, those roots have doubled down and has prepared you for the summer where you're going to be able to pull Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to be able to pull the water out of the ground, out of the water table, because you're, you had a season where there w- it wasn't about your root. It wasn't about your fruit and your leaf. It was about your root. Yeah. Right. So yeah. now your root system is strong enough for the next season coming, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is where you're going to really need to draw. And that's where you're, the fruit mm-hmm. and the leaf is going to... I think co- when you were saying COVID, uh, just that time of shutdown and, and the church really... Um, isolating being in their homes calling them back out of that habit was a really tough thing you know mm-hmm. we saw our communities so hard. cut in half in thirds you know yeah. and i i mean i thought i knew that jesus was the builder of the church but that really challenged me when we came back and i i saw this community that we had built and put a lot of time into and we had 40 you know young professionals all you know here on fire for god and then we go to meet and there's like six of us around a table and i thought man yeah. what what happened to our group, you know, right. and that can be very frustrating as a leader because your heart wants to see it. You know, you, you're doing all the same things, but you're not seeing the results. And God really had to get a hold of me in that, that, that he is the builder of the church. I didn't build it when there was 40 right. and I'm not building it when there's six. <laughs> That's right. And if it grows to 400, praise God, I didn't build it then. You know? yeah, exactly. um, yeah. But that was a real encouragement to me that I'm not responsible for the numbers. I'm only responsible for what God has put in my trust, right. which is love them well, whether mm-hmm. you have six or 60, love them well, mm-hmm. do your part. Mm-hmm. He's responsible for the fruit. And that just like, that lifted the load off my shoulders. I just felt so free, like, man, I can... It doesn't matter anymore. I'm not here to look for the results. Right. Well, you and just got delivered from ministry being about you. Absolutely. Yeah. Ministry is not about us. Yeah. And, be, you know, talking about like being a leader that knows how to rest, it's, it, it really isn't just about, I mean, scheduling vacations and scheduling days off and, and all that is super important. But it's also, it's also like a mindset, right? A restful mindset. Mm hmm. Um, where you're not always striving in your mind and you're right. not always, you know what I mean? Right. Just like uh, that tense, mm-hmm. you know, but but like being able to rest in, even when you're doing what you're doing for the Lord, being able to rest in the fact that he is God 
and knowing that we're going to do our best and he's mm-hmm. going to take care. Because even even at our best moments, it's like that only our best moments, like talking about numbers or whatever, giving or whatever it is, uh, even at our best moments, that's only going to satisfy us, our flesh for a while. Then we're looking for that next mm-hmm. level. Like, you know what I mean? So, so, uh, so again, pointing, pointing back to when April and I were the, the youth pastors, you know, we had about a hundred kids in the youth group and, uh, which is like not a small youth group, but I remember thinking, man, if I could just get 200, if I could just get 200 and I just would strive after that. And then I had a, I had a buddy or have a buddy who's in Portland and he was over, uh, he was over the, the youth group at his church and they had like 500 kids in their youth group. <laughs> and I'd be talking to him like, Hey, how, you know, Thursday we would talk and Hey, how'd last night go? And he go, Oh, it went good. He had kind of low numbers. You know, he had like 300 kids <laughs> and I go, Oh my gosh. And then I, and then I talked to, I talked to another buddy of mine who they have five kids in their youth group. And he would go, man, if I could just get 10, if I could just get 10. And it's just kind of like I learned through that that, you know what, no matter where you're at, you always want more. You always want more. And you can't. It's a rat race. Mm -hmm. It's a rat race. So so I think one of the things I think COVID really did force me to go. It doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't. I mean, of course, we want people to show up and we want people to. But it doesn't matter, you know, like do it unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. Let him grow it, you know, Um, because you can have you can have hundreds of people come to a gathering. um, But that's not really the sign of success. It's like it's like who in that group is really following the Lord and what real community is coming out of that and what real discipleship is taking place and what you know what I mean? You can see thou- you can see tens of thousands of people at a rock concert, and but there's just nothing good happening there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like numbers is almost like it can be an indicator right. of of right. of health, of course, mm-hmm. but it's not the indicator. Right, no. it's not the indicator. Right. Right. And Jesus didn't spend his time going after the masses. Right, if you look at it, they right. came to him, but he mm-hmm. was about his father's business, and right. a lot of time that was leaving the crowds. To yeah. go be with the handful of people that he surrounded himself with, yeah. you know, and I always look at that. You know, he wasn't looking to be a rock star. You know, how many more numbers? And he certainly could draw the numbers. He had the crowds, <laughs> yeah. But that's not where he spent his time. Yeah. Speaking know? of Jesus, isn't it interesting that he got away to rest? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He set a really good, uh, a really good example, and maybe the reason Jesus was so. <laughs> Can I say Christ-like? <laughs> so he? amazing. Well, he was <laughs> almost the most Christ-like. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, is because he took that time, uh, you know, with the Father. Yeah, that's a tank filler. Yeah. Oh man, uh, to to you know to spend time uh, receiving. He loved the Father. He wanted everyone to know the Father. He because the Father was gave him so much and set him in such a good position. That's why I love the father. And so he would, he would retreat into his relationship with the father 
and pull out of that time the mm-hmm. energy to heal a leper, mm-hmm. um, cast out a demon, you know. He gave his audiences, whether it was the disciples or the multitudes, he gave them a gift yeah. every time he was with the Father. Mm-hmm. And I say this to leader, give, leaders, give, give your people, give your team the gift of calm, mm-hmm. rested, confident leadership. Right. Yeah. Give your team the gift of positive, affirming, honoring leadership. It's a gift. Yeah. And if you're, <clears throat> if you're exhausted and stressed out and on fumes, you can't do anything for your team. Right. They will just want to avoid you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> They'll just say, right. I can't wait for this meeting yeah. to be over. <laughs> they feel stressed just as you are stressed. Yeah. You know, and one of the things, if we're talking about leading from a place of rest, for me in this last season, one of the things I've learned is I can't ever get too busy to, you know, n- not be able to pray. <laughs> yeah. You know, it used to be like that was a thing I, I did because where we're supposed to pray, you know, right. but it comes sometimes out of necessity Absolutely. that when you get that moment, it's not about the ritual or the religion or the routine. It's about getting filled with God. It's mm-hmm. being in his mm-hmm. presence and you just finding that thing you needed, you know, you need to be refreshed. You need to be lifted. You need to be encouraged. Sometimes I'll get a word and I find out throughout that day, I've used that word in a conversation three or four times and people walk away crying. And I'm like, man, that wasn't just for me. That was Right. Like God is using that. It's mm-hmm. getting that fresh manna, as we were talking mm-hmm. about, for the day. And that, to me, is one of the key elements of rest, is finding time in the presence of God. It's Again, it, it's about going in that secret place, right? Right. Where you find just everything you need. It, that's what it says in Psalms uh, 23. He revives your life. Yeah. When you spend time with him, he revives your life. So for me, he fills the dry places when mm-hmm. I'm in his presence and totally. I can lead out of a place of rest, you can even pre- in a you busy can preach season. out of that place. You, yeah. you can prophesy out of that place. Right. You can counsel out of that place. Yeah. You lead your team out of that place. But you, right. if you're empty and you don't have it, you, you've got nothing for anybody at, mm-hmm. at any level. What you're talking about is dependence. We mm-hmm. depend on the Lord yeah. and a person that doesn't pray or wait on the Lord is saying, I'm independent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can do this. I've got this. Yeah. Um, It's my strength that matters. Yeah. But really, when you come down to it, ministry is about dependence on the Lord and Him filling you. Open Mm -hmm. your mouth and I'll fill it. Mm -hmm. And then it goes. Yeah. Yeah. The the Lord talked to me just, it was not that long ago. I was having one of those busy days where you're like flying back and forth and I'm feeling myself running on fumes and I'm praying in the car and I keep hearing the scripture, they that wait upon the Lord will renew their oh, strength, man, you know, yeah. they will run and not go weary. They were sore on wings like eagles. Yeah. And I was saying, God, help me. I need to be able to fly. I just need to be able to go faster. God literally dropped the word soar into my spirit. And that's not, you know, a normal thing for me. I thought, what is, what, what am I hearing as I'm rushing around? He said, there's a difference between flying and soaring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What you're doing is flying. You're which flapping means your wings. You're flapping <laughs> your wings and you're yeah. getting tired. But when you allow the wind of the Holy Spirit That's to it. lift you, you can rise higher right. and go longer 100%. on the wind of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah, he said, there's so a good. new level for you. Yeah. Stop flapping That's you know, and so stop, good. start soaring. That's that the unforced rhythms of grace. Man. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Another, another thing that I'm actually something that I'm, kind of diving into in my own personal life 
is um, is like the importance of of pauses, you know, and uh, like we're so rushed. We can be so rushed, rushing from one thing to another. You know what I mean? And uh, and we just get in we just get in that mode where we're almost more comfortable with more noise, mm-hmm. you know. So even like in between moments. Um, you know, people are so uncomfortable with like quiet moments. So they'll pick up their phone and they'll get on. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you don't have any pause moments for your Mm -hmm. brain, you know? And, and if you don't have those pause moments, like throughout the day or throughout your week, um, you're just never going to hear the voice of God, man, because there's so much noise. You're so rushing. You're, you know what? You're so right, George, (laughs) because... One of my fasts I did in January, mm-hmm. I thought I was doing one of those like fake fasts. You know, I did the social media <laughs> and I thought, you know, am I really? That's not really. A but fast. I had COVID. I was trying to get strong. I thought I can't really let go of protein right now. So <laughs> I did this whole, you know, and I thought this is not going to affect my life one bit. But God, I'm doing it for you. you know? And a week goes by and, and I can't tell you how many times I reached Absolutely. for my phone to check what was going on. And it was like, I was like, sorry, Lord, I, you know, I'm sorry. I, but I, I, there was a habit there. I yes. filled oh, my yeah. moments, right. my pauses. I filled them with activity. Right. And at the, about the end of that week, I thought I, I am thinking clearer right now right. than I was at the beginning 100%. of this week. Yeah. I never would have known it. Yeah. We have to get comfortable with, uh, we have to get comfortable with quiet, man. <laughs> We have totally. to get comfortable. Be still mm-hmm. and know yeah. that I am God. Yeah. We tell our people all the time, like, you know, hey, get off social media, you know, spend less time <laughs> on your phone, you know, don't don't like it. But it's like, man, if you're just like rushing around from thing to thing to thing, um, yeah, that's one thing that I'm that I'm convinced of. People who are rushing around so much. And not taking my, and it's okay to be busy. You know, we're all busy. You know what I mean? We all have a lot of stuff to do. And there's nothing wrong with being busy and having a lot of responsibility. Even Jesus was. It said, it right. says in the gospel that he was he was going so fast he didn't have time even to eat. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a comfort, isn't it? Yeah. You know, to <laughs> totally know that not the only one. He, even Jesus had those days, you know. <laughs> totally. Like, <laughs> and there are going to be there are going to be seasons like that where it's just crazy busy, you know, and you think like, man, you know, like I haven't had like I, I haven't had a lot of time off or I haven't had a lot of rest time. Mm-hmm. And those are the times when the pauses are so important. Mm-hmm. Just even like the moments where you go, okay, I, just for a couple minutes, you know, I'm just going to sit in God's presence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. God, God, if please speak to me right now, mm-hmm. you know, uh, rather than just you going so fast. And then you look back and you go, man, I haven't prayed at all this week, you know. And and I used to I used to do that where like, if I didn't have like an hour to pray, um, you know, I just would go, I would just go without, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like I can't do that, you know what I mean? No. You take steal no. that five minutes, just steal that ten, and and then add another five at lunch, and then take a walk and add another five. And, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like even that moment before the big meeting or that, you know, you've got to run into. I've been I've been really getting in that practice. It's like, I guess we could call it a pause, but it's like where I just sit and like, you know, praise God, whatever it is that's on my mind, mm-hmm. and welcome him into the next thing. God, I, mm-hmm. I need your presence. I don't mm-hmm. want to go into this meeting without you. I need yeah. you. And he'll like fill me. And it was like, man, <laughs> I, I had five minutes, but That's I'm good. walking in refreshed. I'm walking in ready. I think he loves that. Yeah. yeah. I think he wants that. Yeah. Sure. God doesn't, God doesn't need 
long. To, <laughs> to, <laughs> we think it's. Yeah. We think that's what it is. Right. Yeah. Right. The you, most beautiful. You the most beautiful literature in the world is the Book of Psalms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the most poetic. It's the deepest, richest. There's not. You can't find writing anywhere that's better than Psalms. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. beautiful. It is. And so true. all the way through Psalms, you see that word, Selah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pause. Stop. Think it's a musical. No, it's a musical notation. But it's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. It's a reminder. In life, if you want the beauty, you've got to stop and breathe. Right. Mm-hmm. And be a rested leader. Give your team the gift of calm, rested leadership. Be a rested leader. Be a full leader. Be a grateful leader. Be a thankful leader. Don't be a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I sometimes, every once in a while, Chloe will like um, complain about being bored. She doesn't have anything to do. And I have to, I tell her, like, hey, being bored is not the worst thing in the world, you know? It's okay to have moments where you're It's okay to not, be still. That's it's right. It's, it's a great thing to have moments where just you're sit with that board. not doing anything. Yeah, just sit with that. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's like a, oh, my goodness. It's like a heavenly invitation, you know? Even sometimes in the car, I just automatically plug my phone in and find something to listen to. And I sometimes oh, I no. go, yeah. I don't even want to be listening to this music right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'll just... Sometimes I'll drive in the car on my way home from work, and I'll ju- I'll just turn everything off, and I'll just Silence. like yeah. Because yeah. when you Do walk through thing. that door, you know mm-hmm. you're gonna either be a stressed out dad and husband, That's or right. you're gonna mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. ready right to love on them and and make it a yeah. good evening. You know, so right. and I'll tell you what I'll tell you what. There's a whole generation of people who they are they are training themselves to be so unsatisfied with life mm-hmm. because they don't know how to just sit. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to just sit. And it's ruining relationships. Um, you, we, see it, we see it all the time. Yeah. A young person walks into a room filled with people and they sit and they look at their phone mm-hmm. because they don't want to just sit there for the uncomfortable 15 seconds right. before somebody comes and says hi to them. Mm-hmm. So they look at their phone, and what's the message that then sends to everybody else? Right. They're uh, not interested. They're not, they're not mm-hmm. interested. Mm-hmm. They're not interested. Right. So there's something so um, so spiritual about being able to just, like, be comfortable, just, like, sitting and, <laughs> you know, not constantly have, have mm-hmm. something going on. Right. You know, I, I would be told this sometimes when you're in the middle of like the rat race, you know, you hear that saying, um, uh, stop and smell the roses, mm-hmm. you know, and I used to hate that, you know, <laughs> like, no, I'm, I need to get to where I need to yeah. get. But that's something God actually spoke to me about. Um, it's not about the destination. Oh, no. It's about I the journey. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, for it's, me, it's 100% about it's, the destination. <laughs> me too. I'm so goal-oriented. Oh, All gosh. I focus about, uh, focus on is that is that uh, destination. It's that goal. That's not sustainable. That's Hitting so the funny, target. Man. That's not sustainable. No, no, God's telling us it's not about the it's arrival. So it's funny, about man. the journey. And if you look Damn. at it, that is always where we're at. We're always you in process. You should be married to Kathy Kenneth, Tracy. Then you will know it's a <laughs> Hundred percent about the, the journey. journey. Oh, you know, it's so zero percent about the destiny. It's so funny. I'll, I'll, 
She's restful, man. She I'm she about brings to, me she brings me rest. I'm about to right I'm about to tell on you a little bit okay. because Uh-oh. and April sometimes reminds me. You know, we'd be we'd be getting ready to go on a, a long car ride, and you were just like, you would just so want to get go, there. Let's go. You would just so <laughs> want to get there, and I would like want to stop at the Starbucks drive-through. Oh god! You know what I mean? That's agony. I don't. That you are your mother's son, uh-huh. and and it's like, and it's so because, and I say the same thing to April because. Uh, and now April's, you know, she's been beaten into into submission by my by my pace. Um, now we'll get in the car and April will, be, will turn to me and be like, "Would you like a Starbucks?" <laughs> what a good girl! She's that's why we love her. That's spiritual. You know exactly. My uh, uh, telling on my own self. You know, my thing is how fast can I get there, and on the return. Can I beat my time? I see no really? problem. Really, I, I see no problem. Wild I'm in competition with, with myself. I think I need deliverance. That's so funny. <laughs> my family sleeps. They don't even care. You know, but I'm, like, so I'm on a funny. mission. And it's just you me. You won. You won. You beat yourself. I can absolutely. I don't need to like to take a bunch of stops and whatever. But if I'm if I'm if I'm driving somewhere, I do want to. Uh, I, I do want to enjoy. Because for me, if I'm on a vacation, I'm going on a road trip. The drive is part of the oh, vacation. Man. Oh, the me. drive is part it's of it. It's time to change the subject. <laughs> I'm getting uncomfortable now. I can feel you two tensing up. Yeah. Uncomfortable. Once it's over. <laughs> it's a great conversation. Leaders need to rest. We need to be rested leaders mm-hmm. if we want to inspire other people yeah. to do great yeah. things for God. For sure. Mm-hmm. And go the long, the long run. Right. Yeah. We're if we're in this for our whole lives. We got to do it at a sustainable pace. Right. I've seen it so many times, and you guys have too. Someone comes in, they get super gung ho, and so they say yes to everything. And then six months later, they hate the church, and They're it's out. all our fault. Yeah. <laughs> They're out. Yeah. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Be yeah. arrested leader. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Gateway Leadership Podcast with David Kenneth Gracie, inspiring you to lead in every area of life. We'll be releasing a new episode every month, so be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Gateway City Church is one church that meets in multiple cities. To find us or to learn more, visit mygatewaycity.church. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you right here next month.